When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Haber Minimilkoff. I'm Guy. That's John. This is YouTube and podcast. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. And um, I tell you to leave a comment as a mailbag question on the podcast feed, but we haven't done a mailbag in uh, seven months. <laughs> so do it, and maybe we'll get to a mailbag one day soon. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. You got a, a Tito's toast today, John. We are brought to you by Tito's handmade vodka. I, I do think, you know, RIP to Herbert's season. I think I, I thought maybe I'm just no more drinking Kellen Moore's Kool-Aid and Nussmeyer. We've known forever, but that did not go well. Uh, the, the Chargers got some major issues. Their season's over. They, uh, Cooper Rush and Aiden O'Connell, that's a little Thursday night game for Al Michaels. Stick. Can you explain to me the Al Michaels story? Why Hold he's on. not he's involved, stick, right? Not Cooper Rush. Excuse me. Yeah, his cousin isn't is Cooper Rush, uh, East Eastern Washington or wherever they went to school. No, that's Cooper well, Cup. Cooper uh, Easton Stick was North Dakota State. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. That's Cooper what I mean. Rush was. I can't remember. That you see, Al Michaels is not going to be part of the playoffs for NBC. I thought he worked for Amazon. A little confused by that story. Yeah, I got sent that story by multiple uh, broadcast buddies today, John. Uh, Noah Eagle getting a spot. The story for people who missed it was that Al's not going to be on the postseason, but didn't know the New York post reached him for comment. And he said, this is news to me. It's in my contract. So uh, I'm not exactly sure how a contract with Amazon slash NBC would work, but I know that NBC produces a lot of the Amazon content. So there's clearly oh, yeah, some yeah. crossover over. there. Gotcha. And then the New York Post article said something like he was broadcaster emeritus at NBC or so he has like some standing at NBC, which basically means he he thought, I guess, that he gets first right of refusal of playoff games or something like that. I'm not again, I, I, I did not really understand the situation other than it seems like Al's out. Not he didn't know he was going to be out. Um, yeah, it's just I. Yeah, this is his career to me. So cheers to Al, who a lot like Marv, who I remember you were walking one time in North Beach, right? And looked and there was Marv. I mean, I would say those two guys are the most legendary broadcast, like true play. Because to me, Costas feels like a hybrid, right? I mean, those guys like Al Michaels isn't hosting shows on CNN. Right. You know, these guys are play by play guys, big events, their voice. But a little like Peyton Manning, that last, I'll never forget being... RIP DJ Hayden. Remember he, he uh, almost picked off Manning and it fell in Charles Woodson and Charles Woodson said, 
that it looked like uh, like an angel floating in the sky, and the ball fell into his arms. And it was, was like that the mud was, game. That was just they were just playing the Denver Broncos, and Peyton's arm was just shot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The but mud game was still, the Chiefs, but still, the Raiders lost. I think on a Chris Harris pick six by uh, by Derek. Um, hmm. I think he went like eighty. But I just remember watching Peyton. And it was like. He's truly one of the great athletes of our life, right? Ken Griffey Jr., Tiger Woods. like I mean, an all-timer. And I was like, this is hard to watch. And that's what it feels like kind of – Al's still a little more, more coherent, I feel like, than Marv. Basketball moves so fast. Remember, Marv couldn't locate numbers. It was really hard to watch that last year at TNT. Uh, and I think Al is trending that way. So cheers to Al's career, uh, which he doesn't want it to end, but it's – I, listen, it's different than an athlete because there's not like numbers next to it besides like streaming numbers that are good and everyone's making money. He's kind of going out like an athlete at the end of his career on a different team or something, right? Well, I mean, it's yeah. Now he's not getting paid like he's going out on a different team. He's getting paid like he's on the main team, right? Remember like when Dion though and Bruce Smith went to when Snyder bought the Redskins and just bought like the sweetest old guys? Yeah. They were all done and they got paid a lot of money. They're like one more paycheck. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's um it's weird because I guess there is a playoff game on Peacock. Or maybe there's two. I think Tariko and Collinsworth are doing a playoff game on Peacock. Wouldn't shock me. Pretty sure I read that today. So I, I didn't know uh, what the night game I, yesterday. I would I, I would guess it was Saturday night. You know, because yeah, NBC usually has Saturday. Right. Right, and maybe and maybe they. But I don't know Peacock if they're doing Saturday, a Peacock so. game. Are there two? Is Noah Eagle and um, Blackledge also doing a Peacock game? Or are they going to be on NBC? Good question. I don't know. Are there going to be multiple Peacock games? I don't. I don't. Do you, Do you have it? I don't. But I mean, I, I will. It's one of those where I'm like, fuck. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, I don't have Peacock anymore because I cut the cord. So yeah, you know, I used to have it when free with when Comcast. I lived in the. Yeah, so Wild Card Weekend, Peacock. Is actually they're they're throwing them the uh, actually it's the night game, so they do NBC. Well, they NBC has two games on Saturday, so they have the Saturday day game, and then they have Peacock the night game, and then I think it just you know Fox and CBS split these net the next day games. And then obviously ESPN. I'm sorry, did has, you say has, both has NBC money. games? One is on Peacock, or they're both on NBC? Uh, well, NBC owns Peacock, correct? Correct. If there's so NBC has the afternoon game. You know how there's two games on Saturday? Yeah. yeah. So they have the 2.30 game, NBC, and then that night game, instead of being on NBC, is just on Peacock. Got it. Which is which is pretty bold, wouldn't you say? You would think they would go day game, Peacock, night game, NBC. Well, the night game gives you more time to sign up and download the app. And uh, I guess in theory, it's going to be the better game, right? The night game is the better game usually, right? Or well, no? last, last year, if memory serves me correct, was the Charger – Jaguar game, which was pretty sweet on TV, I remember. Right? If Jack Duval was rocking back, the picks, the craziness. That's not a brand game. That's not your big brand game. No, so I would imagine it'd be the throwaway AFC game. Like but Miami, you want to put a better game on there to try and generate the subs, right? Or is this yeah? Could, experimental? could you go like Kansas City hosting the Browns, Peacock? People would be outraged, but at the same time, that's what you need. You kind of need that, right? You need people to go su- subscribe. I, I would imagine it won't be like Niners Rams, right? Right. Fox is going to want that game. Right. Yeah, it would not and, be Niners Rams, I don't think. 
I would imagine Fox is going to want Niners or Cowboys, and then ESPN is going to want Niners or Cowboys. Now, I don't know how much juice ESPN has because it, obviously CBS gets the AFC, and then NBC kind of takes the scraps, but whatever, they get their own day. Yeah. Scraps would be strong. They just, the Peacock, they're not, they're going to get the worst game, you'd think. But maybe you're right. Maybe they put the. Lamar in there. I, I think it's probably the way that's generally what they do. The NFL network game, the experimental game, even look at last night's Monday night game. They experimented with two Monday night broadcasts or two games at the same time. Plus a Manning cast. They, they weren't, they wouldn't have done that for Ravens Niners last night. Right? No chance. No, no. Did you, I, I thought it was kind of stupid to begin with. I mean, I, I, I read don't, it's like I them just experimenting, trying to figure out like it's them experimenting. My, my main issue is whether you have a 10-inch TV or a 500-inch TV, YouTube TV's double box is so much wasted space. At least on Sunday, when you go a four box, it fits it all up. Yeah. right. You actually get way more bang for your buck with four games than you do with the two. It's Last night was... I hated it. (laughs) Well, I think... You remember the old people... Some people, like if you're like... 18, you won't remember this, but there, there used to be something that nobody ever used, but some TVs would advertise something called picture in picture. And in that one of the pictures was big. And then the other one was just kind of small in the corner. So you could watch a game and then keep an eye on another game. Um, that I think would be more useful if you could fly that thing back and forth. Last night, I only went, I actually went predominantly. I went the uh, uh, Dolphins game for most of it. And then in the corner, it was like, oh, this other game's good. So then I went split screen, but I was missing stuff left and right. Yeah. So I'm with you. It's actually easier to casually watch four than it is to truly watch two. Yeah, I go what I go one uh I go three games and then one red zone, like in the morning usually. To me, it just depends how awesome the games are. Recently it's been a pretty easy thing to do that way. Yeah. Uh Tito's handmade vodka. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, for supporting Tito's and uh, for uh, uh, and to Tito's for the support, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, forty percent alcohol by volume, namely eighty proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. One thing that was pretty evident last night that I think bleeds into all these teams coming down the stretch is you can't fuck up and blow a game that you're supposed to win. And Miami Dickinson sent me like the the win expectancy right with three minutes to go is like ninety nine percent. They're up twenty seven to thirteen. You cannot like. The 49er, if, if you're going to just lose the Ravens, you tip your, you lose the Ravens, right? You cannot, if you're the Dolphins and have the one seed, lose to the Titans. If you're the Niners, you cannot lose to the Arizona Cardinals, right? If you're the Eagles, you can't lose to the Giants or whoever you're playing. Right. And that that was, that's one of the more devastating losses of the year. I, I would put that near the top. I, I think you could argue the Cowboys, Arizona is number one because they would be the number one seed in the NFC right now. If they they'd only have two losses, one of the Eagles, one of the Niners, and they'd have two losses. That Arizona game, like the Niners have not had that. I guess they kind of did, but they. I mean, no. I mean, the Browns are a playoff team. Minnesota's a playoff team, and they had Cousins who was good. And Joe Burrow, shit, they might be a playoff team too with Burrow. Like they they, they lost to real teams, right? You cannot lose to a team that's competing to be a top five draft pick team, even with Kyler. Like you cannot lose to the Titans and Will Levis at home in that spot. The Cowboys, you you, they have to think about that game a lot inside their building. I think it's equally bad because the Miami game to me, if they want to go to the Super Bowl, they got to be the one seed. 
I think. Like, I don't think they're going on the road to Baltimore, going on the road to Kansas City and winning. I don't know if you have you, have you have you seen their schedule? No, their next four games. It's Jets. It's Dallas, and I I think the Jets. You know, who knows? I mean, they might have a little momentum. Maybe just get a good shot from them, which is their easiest game by far. Cowboys at Ravens, Bills. That's brutal. <laughs> One seat's gone. It's over. I mean, they, they might go two and two, and all of a sudden they're a six, you know, six loss team. What what was last night? Their third loss? No, their yeah. fourth loss. What's their record? Uh, they are, well, no, they're one game worse than Baltimore, who has three losses, so it's four. Yeah. So, so if they lose two nine games, and four. I mean, for, like, it's kind of shitty to have looked as good as they've looked at times and look up and you're nine and four. I completely agree. And like Kansas City, it's been a disaster, and it's eight and five. Right. And they play the Patriots, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Chargers here down the stretch. Think about that for like everyone's shitting on Kansas City. They've lost two. They've lost their last two and two and three of four. They play the Pats. Just name these quarterbacks: Zappy, O'Connell, Browning, Stick. Those are the next yeah. four games for the Chiefs. Why? Well, I, I was reading Sandoz piece yesterday, and he's like, "For shitty as it's been, and they've lost some of these crazy games, right? To the Packers, and then obviously last week to the Bills. He's like, it'd be a little stunning if they didn't win out." Well, I think we're going to look up. And they're the two seed. And the Niners are going to be playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it's like, I know what Kansas City, what, it, you're just not playing the December 11th version of Kansas City. You're playing some version that just went on the road to Baltimore and won, blew Miami out at home, or you know what, however it works out, and like it's hot. And you're like, who are these guys? And then Andy's got two weeks to prepare, and you're like, oh, my God. I think you, that's you, coming. You could argue there's only two teams they could see in the Super Bowl. Baltimore. It's Mahomes or it's yes, Mahomes that, that's or why I think the Miami one was so bad. Because like once Miami loses home field, I think they lose their shot at winning the AFC. And they're they're gone. If they end up the three or the four seed, like they're gone fast. Right? I mean, they, they're not making it. Like they're not going on the road to Kansas City or Baltimore and winning a playoff game in the second round. Yeah. But but if I told you, hey, the Dolphins, McDaniel hosting a game in the second round, they just beat They've got a, you know, the Steelers, right? Yeah. They're the one seed. You're like, yeah, I give them a shot. But after last night, which I looked up one time because I was in the office, I got two TVs. They, they, Will Levis throws it off fucking his face. They're doing the dolphin celebrations are sweet. Like they they do defensively, offensively. They spend time at practice doing celebration. I was like, they're going to win this game 40 to 13. And you're just going to, they're going to have a lot of momentum coming down this stretch and people are going to be really high on them. And then all of a sudden you look up devastating loss. You're like, they are fucked. They really are. And I can't imagine Mike McDaniel slept long last night. I mean, there's the thing. The Shanahan guys, D'Amico had about, in fairness, it's year one. His, he blew by expectations. Quarterbacks concussed. Quarterbacks concussed, got KO'd. On the road, the Jets, it was kind of a trappy spot. For them, but they, they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, McDaniel is. That's the thing. That's my thing with the Lions. It's like, who's the coach of the year? Well, we all do understand if they go 12 and five, it'll feel like a little letdown because they were probably thinking like 15 and two, 14 and three at one point. It's the fucking Lions at 12 and five. Like, no one so if Kyle goes 12 and five, no one celebrates. Like, yeah, of course you did. Right. Which is what I hate about the award. The award is we thought you were going to suck and you didn't. What if, what if Kyle goes, uh, what if they beat the Ravens? Yeah, what if they just went out? Who? The Lions? No, the Niners. They're 14 and 3. The Lions are 12 and 5. 
Is Dan Campbell going to be coach of the year? Probably. I'd say Stefanski has a chance of Flacco and they keep winning games. He's at like seven different quarterbacks. They would the, the people would love to vote for Stefanski without Deshaun. I would say that Zach Taylor, if he makes the playoffs with Jake Browning. Yep. That'd be pretty but I, but I don't, yeah, but, he, but even if he makes the playoffs with Jake what's their record gonna be? Not like 10, 10 wins. That would be impressive. But you're not ten and seven, Jake Browning? I don't think ten and seven Jake Browning gets you the award over like twelve win Detroit. Uh or like eleven win Cleveland. Cowboys, Niners, same record. McCarthy have a shot? No. They won 12 games last year. No. Kyle keeps beating them head-to-head. Same record. Why? It's, I would say McDaniel would have had a pretty good shot if he got to like 13-14, but it's, yeah. he starts losing some of these games. He can't lose this week. He can't lose the Jets. And I think they – do you see Zach Wilson was like, we just took the attitude. We said, fuck it. It's like, well, couldn't we have taken this attitude? Because he said, like, what's the worst that happens? I'm going to get benched again. Uh, that's a good attitude, I guess, Zach. True. I had a t- I had a take for you. I made a video this morning about Tua because I'm watching the the Niner. I mean, I'm watching the Dolphin game on Monday night, like you, like everybody else. And uh, I'm like, uh, you know, Tua's a guy who got drafted highly but doesn't get any credit for the stuff that he does. And I think part of it is that he got drafted ahead of Herbert. So the first impression everybody had very quickly was that the dolphins drafted the wrong guy. And that has set Tua on a path where like everybody thinks everything he does is kind of fake. But when you look at the numbers, I won't rehash the video that I did earlier today here. Cause it's a lot of numbers. Him and Brock are very close to each other in a massive number of categories. I can give you a sampling if you'd like. Or G- getting getting rid of the ball, one of them. Uh, well, since just, you asked, was Tua number one in that category? Who is number one in time to throw? I'll do this very quickly. When you say time to throw, you mean ball snap, ball out of his hands, right? Correct. Correct. I'll just I'm I'm not going to do what I did in the video earlier. I put it up as a podcast earlier, but we're talking completion percentage. They're close. Touchdowns on deep balls. They're tied. Uh, uh, time to throw deep. Brock actually takes longer. Um, intermediate throws on yardage. They're two and three intermediate completion percentage. They're three and five yards per attempt. Uh, they're one and six on intermediate throws, average depth of target, almost identical on intermediate throws, uh, short throw percentage Tua has the fewest Brock has the eight fewest. I mean, it goes on and on. The only, the biggest difference is that Brock, here's my question before I even give you my whole thing. What's the difference between Tua and Brock? I would say both accurate players when they have time. I I feel like we don't have times on Tua because remember his hip was shattered during mm-hmm. the draft process. Mm-hmm. Purdy's a, a superior athlete. That's the thing with Tua. Like Bryce Young is probably closer to Brock than he is Tua, but like if you're gonna be a small guy you have to be able to have some movement skills. And I would say Tua is actually much more like he's closer to Jared Goff than anyone realizes. Like he's a pocket quarterback. Actually watching him last night. I do kind of like the little lollipop throw he makes when a guy's open. It does look pretty good. Not a great arm. I'd say Brock's arms better. Um, I would say athleticism for sure. 
that's a big element because he can be a sitting duck back there where Brock, when shit hits the fan can move left to right. And he's been pretty, I would say successful doing that. It, Tua takes like when it kind of crumbles, he gets, I mean, that's how the game ended, but he just kind of like crumbles. At least Brock yeah. may throw an incompletion or whatever, but he's moving. Right. Tua knows like, I can't really move. Do you trust Tua on the move? So is, where's Brock time to get rid of the ball? Uh, is he like a top five guy or is he just middle of the pack? Do you know? Yeah, I do know. Sorry. I went through so many numbers today. Uh, average time to throw a pass. Brock is number nine. Tua is number one. What am I looking? Oh, okay. At the very bottom. Sorry. What's crazy is like, we're talking what? 0.3 of a second, but that's clearly pretty big difference. Yeah. Right? Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon chicken breast or steak tips in every order for free sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get 20 dollars off your first order What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
So this, my answer, I didn't know, I didn't go into it knowing the answer. I think what you said, arm strength, I think Brock's got it. Athleticism, I think Brock has that. I think part of Tua's efficiency clearly is getting the ball out fast. I think Brock, I think Brock probably, pro, part of it I think is that Brock processes faster and so he's better past his first read. We're clearly just getting the ball out fast is a big part of Tua. Tua's accurate just like Brock is. Brock is more accurate downfield. Like Brock's turnover-worthy plays come intermediate. Tua's turnover-worthy plays come deep. That's where Tua is deep. And then I think the biggest thing that looking at the numbers showed me was their pressure stats. Brock is much, much, much better against pressure, which is, the which is you know, that's half the game. And he gets pressured a lot. He He's Tua? He pressured on, no, Brock. Brock is pressured like 39% of his dropbacks. It's like eighth in the league. Brock is number one in the NFL on blitzes turning into pressure. Half of the time you blitz the Niners, it turns into pressure on Brock. Most in the league. But he's good against the blitz. So, you know, I think that's probably the other big separator. But I bring it up because I – and I can see it. Like when I saw it – I started thinking about it last night and started doing the research. And then today I've seen it happening. When you look at all these leaderboards, Brock and two are just going to be side by side. And I think people who are arguing against like Brock MVP – are, are using that in parks. Like, well, Hey, to a, this is where like we've debated Brock being 262. If he was pick five, would he get the breaks? I don't, I'm not convinced that he would actually, because Tua was pick five and no one gives him any benefit of the doubt. I think the way you look, here's the counter to that. Let me ask you this. If Herbert had gone 262, would he get more credit than Brock does now? Yeah. yeah he's bigger. He would. So I think it's more about the way he looks and his physical traits than it actually is that he was drafted 262 instead of five because two was drafted five last year. He led the league in touchdown percentage and yards per attempt. Like some of the categories Brock leads the league in now, and nobody gave him any credit, which is fine. We don't, well, we don't want to like little guys. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Look at, look at the great players in NFL history, any position, but specifically quarterback have mainly been big guys. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, fucking massive Elway Marino, enormous human. How about the shot last night down the stretch of the game? Marino, were you watching? When they show Marino on the sideline, I just saw like a sh- close up of his face. <laughs> yeah, his face. Like looked, by, oh yeah, looked like he was standing on the sideline. You know, yeah. Uh, it, he's just, these guys are enormous human beings. So to me, part of like when I always thought quarter, I met Carson Palmer once. I was like, remember he, this we were guy on the field to see Peyton. How big Peyton was? Philip Rivers, Ben. These guys are fucking massive. AFC it's quarterbacks. What, like, we used to go to a lot of Raider games. <laughs> we did, and they were huge. And I, Doc, he's Brock small, but so's Tua, and they look small on TV. I would say one big difference too is, I think most people that don't have like a horse in the race here aren't anti either guys. Like just think Brock's good, think Tua's having a good season. Tua is very scheme dependent. Like they got to get rid of the ball fast because if they don't, he's a sitting duck. Where Purdy obviously benefits from playing in the system, as a lot of quarterbacks have. Right, the system is quarterback friendly, but he's played as well as like the last guy that won the MVP for for Kyle. And it does feel like he could do exactly what Tua is doing. If you just put him in Miami, he could definitely do that. Right, Get the rid of the ball fast to these guys and let them make plays. I mean, one dude is literally having like one of the great seasons in the history of the league, Tyreek. But I don't think the 49ers would be even remotely close to as good with Tua. I Because I believe I could put Brock there and the same thing would happen. You could argue better because he could move be a better. little bit. Yeah. And the Niners would be worse. One, I'd bet $10,000 that if two had been their starting quarterback this entire time, their record is not 10-3. and three. No chance. Because we've seen Tua go up against these good teams. 
So he struggles. Like, he ain't going into Cleveland and winning that game. He wouldn't outduel that day Joe, the way Joe Burrow was playing. And then just some of those weird games that got weird for a while. Would you feel like a Seattle? Like that game on Sunday was kind of weird. And then Brock's like, oh, fuck it, guys. I got us. I'll hit a couple bombs. I, I wouldn't feel Brock, as good about Tua. Brock's better than Tua. I think he's also more confident. And maybe that's always been the case. Maybe that's Tua came into a really bad situation and it happens to a lot of quarterbacks. I think what Tua has done with his career, credit to Mike McDaniel too, is impressive because he went through some stuff that might break a quarterback, right? We've seen it break careers. And I do wonder if there's just, I think, I think like I've seen some of his press conferences. He's he like stands up for himself, like shit happens. And he's kind of in this weird position where he's got to respond to like things people say, Ryan Clark said something about him. He had to address it. Like Brock doesn't have to, Brock has none of those scars. Right. And I don't know if it's just all that, but I think it's part, I think Brock just plays more free than Tua does given that somebody else made a point to me today. I think it's true. His coach, his first coach hated him, hated him. He even made a comment the other day about it, but that's the thing. It's like this, all this stuff like lives with him. That's weird. Um, also once, once a Tua game or twice, he does something wild happens like some fumble in the red zone. (laughs) He's always running for his life and getting swallowed up. Like it's crazy. Did you agree? The eye test is just, it's, it's wild. Yeah. He doesn't look as good as thinking like he's been one of the better quarterbacks statistically in the league. Because, like, I, I I actually was more locked into Packers DeVito. And part of it, I just started thinking, like, the Packers probably be a playoff team or yeah. have a decent shot. And maybe, who knows? You know, the Eagles easily should win out, though it's it's hard to feel super confident. It's a big game Monday night at Seattle. But if they, if they do, you know, I guess, are the 49ers the one seed right now? So they have to control their own destiny. But, like, that Ravens game looms large. Right. Uh, that's way harder than anything the Eagles have dramatically harder <laughs> yeah like to your point the Niners really need Dallas to lose why is that well because if you lose to Baltimore you're the now I guess Philly could still pop up and be the one seed and Dallas ends up behind them because Philly controls their own destiny you're saying if Dallas were to win out I'm saying if the Niners would end up a game worse than Dallas there is the possibility that the Niners end up a game worse than Dallas but have home field over them yeah because they're the five seed they don't win the division Dallas ends up as the five seed yeah but, like, DeVito's a good example. And this gets back to, did you see the thing Lombardi posted about Trent, his answer on Purdy? I did. Did you think it was kind of funny when he's like, if he was Zach Wilson, but he didn't bring up Trey Lance, the guy that, I mean, you guys had one of those. <laughs> Trent, you blocked for him. Like, what, what, what do you mean? No, if you just had flip-flopped the two guys, it was funny. Like, it kind of shows you how little, like, that experience of those guys was probably much more relevant than it was to a lot of, he's not even thinking about them. I don't think he said that on purpose. I just think he's that guy's so out of sight. Zach is top of mind right now. Playing in the league, goes back and forth. The other, he doesn't even comprehend that human is in the league. Like just from a, you know, conscious level. Like I don't even think he was a shot or anything. I just, like you said, top of mind. But there is like, even watching Zach and that, there, there is a way to, to look. I think when you can just move and throw darts. DeVito had a touchdown last night, just a dart. Purdy's just much more accurate. And I think if we go back on just the history of guys like him, it's just a little harder. We naturally like the guy that is bigger and stronger. That doesn't mean he's better because history would show us like Steph Curry would never be Steph Curry if little guys couldn't be great. It is a skilled sport. Jose Altuve. And I'm not, you know, Brock's much closer relative to like Steph relative to the rest of the league than Jose Altuve. I do think it's just harder to get people to truly believe in you. And then you factor in the pick. 
the, the pick thing is just something that you because Tua like the guy fucking played at Alabama. Like Nick Saban laughed at Purdy. Like not in a million years, Nick Saban, the greatest college coach of our life, and you could argue ever. You couldn't have. There's no amount of money. No many. You couldn't have given him car dealerships. No, nothing you could have done to have him take Brock Purdy over to a Tonga Bay Lowe. And then he literally benched a guy that has gone on to sign a hundred and eighty million dollar contract. So it's like the thing with Tua, his pedigree was elite. Five star Wally Pips doesn't even Wally Pip. He just beats the guy out. Right? They benched the other guy and was still drafted. It was tank for Tua for a long time till his hip got shattered, and, and Joe Burrow kind of became. Where Purdy was just out of sight, out of mind. No one really believed in the guy. Small. This guy can't be that good. I, I think that's a huge element of like, this guy can't be that good. This guy can't be that good. And like Trent said perfectly, like, are you, are we watching what this guy's doing? What the fuck are we talking about? He throws bombs down the field. He doesn't, ch- he doesn't check the ball down. That's one thing, you know, some of his picks have happened, pushing the ball down the field, trying to make a sweet play. He's the opposite of like, I don't know how much you've been listening to people just shit on Derek. It's like how hollow his numbers are, just dinking and dunking. I haven't he's been. The, to, to me, he's the opposite of that. I, I bet there are times when Kyle wishes he would just like live to fight another down. Luckily, it's worked out. He is not. He doesn't play like that, which no. I think they've needed to take them to another level. Yeah. J- Jalen actually is much more. I had a guy with the Eagles describe him. He actually plays much more under control than I think people the way they think about him. He's much more likely to just like take what's there than force the ball into a bad spot beside the bombs he throws to guys. He's not like this crazy gunslinger like many people think. No, he makes plays, but he doesn't throw 50-50 balls, right? He doesn't hope when he throws. He can extend the play until he knows what's going to happen when he throws it. Yeah, and if he doesn't, he'll just kind of throw it out and live to fight another down. Right. I think they think he's a smart player that way, which is also why when it's not going well and you're watching him, you're like, is this guy good? It crosses your mind. Because he's he's just less likely to just well, it does cross my mind still. Like, is he going to be turn out to be worth the contract? Yeah, I I think they're they would be a team that I, I think would have a chance. Is it inconceivable that they were they could lose in the first round if they're not a buy team? Uh, well, not no. It's not you. You'd be crazy to say it's inconceivable given the way they're playing right now. But what's the opponent? Tampa. Yeah, you're right. For sure. What about week two? Yeah, that's where week two they could lose. Who they? Who they? What do they do? Go to Detroit or something? No, that, that would be a. Yeah, they might go to Detroit. Be, that would be a bad matchup for them, given how much speed they have. Yeah. Or, or let's just say Detroit plays them in the second round. And Detroit's Even got a really good offensive line. Exactly. So you can, I think the Niners, Eagles, and obviously Detroit are just bad matchups for Philly. Good offensive line, good offensive play callers, and just skill guys everywhere. Sam Laporta. Listen, Jared Goff is not a good outside quarterback. This would make you nervous if he had to go to Philly, clearly. Is having a, the the greatest rookie tight end season ever. And to go with St. Brown and really? Jamison Williams and Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's fucking good. Honestly, they're a good, they're a good quarterback way. Like a really good quarterback. Goff's, Goff's good, but you just can't play outside. Laporta will not be playing with golf for the rest of his career. I'm just looking up his numbers. 66 for 702, six touchdowns. If you go back and look at like the Shannon Sharps, Tony Gonzalez's, Travis Kelsey's, their rookie seasons are not, 
He's got four games left. I mean, how many? What's he going to have? Eighty-four catches. That's yeah. a pretty incredible year as like a third-year guy. Eighty-four, a right. thousand, and nine. You, that's a max guy. Yeah, maybe not a thousand, but close. Nine, nine twenty something. Yeah, because I yeah. guess your depth of target. Oh, a max guy, guy, John. Thirty million. I know it's the best. That's why you draft tight ends. Sign Ertz, I guess. Hey, so the other thing that came up last night when I was watching Miami, tell me, I feel like I stumbled into something, but as I was looking, as I was going through the research, I thought there's no way I'm the only person that has noticed this. So I'm sure I'm not, but tell me that I'm not. The NFL draft um, was 12 rounds in 1992. In 1993, the league was still 29 teams. The Panthers, the Jags, and the Ravens hadn't come into the league yet. Um, but it was only an eight-round draft. So it was eight rounds, which is one more round than we have now, and 29 teams. Okay, so in 93, the draft was 224 picks. In 94, the draft went to seven rounds. Since the draft went in 1993 to 224 picks that year, eight rounds, in the 30 years that followed, from 93 to 03, only two drafts had as many as 262 picks. Brock, two years ago, and the 2003 draft had 262 picks. So not only was Brock the last pick of the draft, but Brock's pick spot, he would have been undrafted in 28 of the last 30 drafts. That that many picks did not exist. Because of like compensatory picks, exactly. like the, the math and everything that gets added. Right, right. So He's I the would, latest guy in all but two drafts over the 30 no, no, no. years. In, yeah. Him and one other guy are the latest pick in the last 30 years. Same number. Two, 262. Yep. That's the most 262 is the most number of picks that we've had in 30 years. And it's only happened twice. So the other it's, guy was, hum- it's, it's literally impossible in the sport, in the business to get drafted any later in the history of the league. Well, one, no, no, no didn't on have 12 rounds in a seven yeah. round draft. Correct. He would have been undrafted in, in 28. Uh, it, started started in 1993. Uh, 93, they went to eight rounds, but there still wasn't, there was only 224 picks that year. So starting in 93, when they stopped a 12 round draft, I, the I other guy, know. well, they, I, you know, they started a salary cap in whatever, 94, 95, or whenever the salary cap was instituted. Cause there couldn't have been compensatory picks on a salary cap. Right. Right. I would guess. Yeah. Could be wrong on that one, but. So my question is, John, did I, do people know, did we, has that, was that a thing like last year that people talked about or did I just discover that? I'm not sure. That's, you probably did. I just think when you're Mr. Relevant, other people already knew, but I just claimed that I found it. Would you say that Mr. Relevant are all the same or no? Um, What do you mean by that? Like just the last pick is the last pick. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because what are we really talking about? Pick 262 or pick 250. But I mean, it's, he would have been undrafted. Undrafted in 28 of the previous 30. The only other guy was in, in 2003, a receiver named Ryan Hogue, never played in the league. The Raiders took him out of Gustavus Adolphus, which is a Swedish liberal arts college in St. Peter, Minnesota. What year is this? 2003. You think Ryan Hogue could run? Uh, I, I, I do think I, I was going to say the sixth and the seventh, but you could argue the fifth. Sometimes with the fifth, there could be like domestic violence, some character, some 
that really makes you just plummet, but you're a really good player. But definitely in the sixth. If you're this a sixth round guy or a seventh round guy, you're just not, and you don't have any like character stuff, right? You've never been in, it's just your play. It's like you played well in college, but you're viewed as a prospect, right? Like Brady, he, he was just viewed as a prospect. Like, you know, Brock, just viewed as a prospect. Never been in trouble. It's just like, is this guy good enough or not? You're not really viewed that highly. If I get to the sixth round, you're still on the board. And there's nothing wrong with you, like physically, no medical red flags. You've just played at your college, and I'm just evaluating you off your play. But your character is great, right? So if you go in this, I, I could argue the sixth and definitely the seventh. I just don't think the league thinks that highly of you as a player, right? Do you agree with that? Because I would say uh, by yeah. the fourth, could be depending on your position, some pushback, maybe ran a little slow or something. But I get to the sixth round. I mean, that's what, remember Mayock, those guys used to go to like the zoo in the fourth. <laughs> I go the sixth, the seventh. This is where the Niners luck. Yeah, they liked them, but not enough to think about drafting them in like the fourth, fifth, or the, the sixth. I mean, they were more than cool with letting him go. Like, why did the Eagles take Jalen Hurts in the second? Because they experienced trying to be, you know, outthink the league with Russell Wilson several years before in the, like, we can get this guy in the third. No, he's a quarterback. Take him high if you really like him, right? And the Purdy thing, no different than the dude the Dolphins took last year that started in the playoff game. Both those guys were not viewed very highly by NFL teams. They just weren't. Is that Brock Hogue? This is Ryan Hogue. Uh, he went on to uh, appear in The Bachelorette in 08 and a show called Bachelor Pad. He now, this is a story from six years, seven years ago. He was At that time, he was traveling the world doing stunts filmed by drones. Have you ever seen a Christmas light fight? Seen that show? It's a, sh no. Not proud to say I have. Maria likes it. It's just. Looks like he did get in the league. They go around to like five different houses and they just judge who has the best Christmas lights. But these aren't just, I mean, I wrap some bushes in Christmas. Lights. These are, you question, you know, it's got to be a rich person's hobby. I thought, but then they kind of went to the hood and this guy, his wasn't as good. This one guy though. It wasn't guys, it was like several people. I don't know if they all lived in the same house. Their Christmas lights were drones. It was, and they had like 700 drones. They were, it was, it was unlike anything you'll ever see in your life. It was crazy. I, I would recommend if you just want super bored. So they just, in Christmas light fight, Hulu, uh, they just judge and then they give the winner some money. So I mean, it's like drones, on CBS, on like all, just all night long. They're it, just out there. No, no, no. He, you gotta go to like the backyard or maybe, you know, the, uh, the grassy area near his pad, and they are just laid out like you would in a military. Gotcha. And they like all a scroll, grow up together like a and move half time yeah. show. Big time. Now, his, his, like, his house also had some light, so then it's like a duel. It's I got to tell you, that's, that impressive. doesn't count. It's not on your house. No, but the, the, it, it, the he's controlling it. It's, it's pretty incredible. What'd you say it was called? Christmas light fight. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I'm just making a note here. Life Fight is a great show. Somebody watched it. Um, couple, a uh, couple super chats here. Uh, Eric says Eagles are 0 2 without Big Dom on the sideline. How do you think the Eagles finish without him? Do you think? Well, I mean, there, it was a one gamer. Is he back? No, I, I don't know. But I, the real question is, how do the Eagles finish? 
can they go 4-0? It's a schedule that, you know, you would have thought a month ago they'd go 4-0 against, right? Seattle on Monday night, Giants at home, Cardinals at home, Seattle's a road game, Giants on the road. Do they go 4-0 in that stretch? I would say if they don't, it would be pretty devastating they lose one of those games. Now, you could argue Seattle on the road Monday night could get weird. When you talk about, I mean, it's they're, they're desperate. They can't get any more desperate. Yeah, it's next right? week. Yep. It's not this week? I mean, this coming Monday, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this coming Monday. That feels now. I don't know. The Giants, you know, technically they're still alive. I don't view them as a playoff team. I, I would imagine at New York, it's not going to be an easy game. That'll be a kitchen sink game for the Giants, right? Would love to spoil their shit. Is that the last game or the game after Seattle at New York? Do you have a schedule? Oh, that's up? the last game. I, I would say it would be more difficult to go at Seattle short week Giants. It's a pretty big benefit that you go short week. If you're able to win that game, you get them at home. That's a long week. Though. Giants at home, Cardinals at home, then at the Giants. Don't you think, like, flying out there, coming back, by the time you get back, the sun might be coming up, and you're playing the Giants that have really DeVito, just they're good defense. That could get weird. That's a tough, weird little stretch. If they're able to overcome that, they they probably are okay. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten their ass kicked by the two best teams in the NFC. Other than them, the last two weeks, ass kicked, two best. Yeah, ass kicked. I saw. I follow a lot of guys, Eagles guys on Twitter, and I saw someone put up some of their better teams over like the two decades: Andy, Doug, and, and Sirianni. Like all their point differentials at this point in the season, on like their legit playoff teams, were always like Niners, Cowboys in the mid one fifties, and this team is not high at all. Right, their point differential right now is twenty one. Guy. 21 where the where the Niners and Cowboys are 188 and 175. Yeah. Think about that. 21 even the Ra- Ravens 143. Like we were saying about the Dolphins. Minnesota's 24. I I know. It just the Packers are 13. Jacksonville's 22. Statistically all the numbers guys think it was very smoke and mirrors. The Buffalo's 104. Because Buffalo beat the shit out of people. Like, it beat the shit out of Miami. Yeah. But again, like, if I put Josh Allen, this version of Josh Allen this season, the way he's actually played pretty well, on this Eagles team, they're dramatically better than the way Jalen has played. Jalen has not played near the... Like, part of the reason... Why are the Niners and Cowboys... Their two quarterbacks have played great. Like, every week, their quarterbacks are awesome. You watch, you watch Jalen, even when they've won some, he's, like, pulled plays out of his ass at the end. But he... He does not play good games. He, he has good numbers at the end of a game because he has an un- incredible like three drive stretch where he throws three touchdowns or maybe runs for one. But like you watch Dak and Purdy, like, they're just playing good games. I think that's to me a concern. Obviously they're defense, but like their quarterback is not playing good games. That's the thing with the Lions. Like I, it's hard for me to not be out on them right now because their quarterback's not playing well, and he can't play outside. And yeah. see, like well, you watched Jordan Love last night. Against them from the beginning. It's why to me, the Rams would be a sneaky, weird team. Like if you're the Lions and you're like the three seed and you get the Rams in that game, three, six, and they're like nine and eight. You telling me Stafford wouldn't go in, on the road and beat them. I agree. <laughs> I would pick the Rams in that game. I think the Rams are going to like, they might win a playoff game depending on what happens. That last night was a big game for, you know, Green Bay. I mean, there is a chance that the Niners play them twice in a row. End of the year. Oh, and then as and then like a two six. 
Wouldn't it be two seven? A two seven, yeah. But I, I think it'll be tough. Like I got, I feel like the Rams have to finish at a Minnesota and Green Bay, don't they? Well, but they doesn't Minnesota Manny? have a better record? Yeah, by a game. I guess Tampa's technically still alive. I guess there are a lot of six and seven teams. Like, are we sure that Atlanta won't win a couple weird games? Like, it's not. I guess I'm just putting the Rams in. They, they don't have much margin for error. Yeah, I mean, you're putting them in because they look like the best team at their best than all these other teams, than Minnesota, Green Bay, you know, Atlanta. So the Rams got the Commanders. New Orleans, they, got the same, they play New Orleans. That's a big game. They got the same record. Huge game. You can't. They gave Derek a lot of money. If they don't make the playoffs, especially when their division sucked, I hate saying this because I, li- I like the guy, but it's one of the worst signings in recent memory. How much guarantee? Like how? I thought they guaranteed him sixty million dollars last time I looked, and they gave him a forty million dollars signing bonus. Yeah, like it, he got. He was a rare quarterback that was viewed like this guy could help us go to the playoffs a couple of years. He's never really available in his early 30s. We know he's not like some top five guy, but if we do well, he could be the 10th guy in the league, ninth guy in the league, and get us the playoff. Back-to-back years, 10 and 7, we'll win the division, right? That's had to be what they were thinking. Right. And it has been a disaster. I mean, he he gets booed every game in the first round or in the like first quarter at home. I wonder if they like – if like is Jameis not better? They never go to Jameis. Unless he gets I hurt. think it's I, I, it has is it to just be. money related. They paid him a lot of money, and does Dennis Allen just have the juice? Isn't Dennis kind of like he was the reason he's there? What's he going to do? Turn on him? You just got to hope. Like, can this guy get lightning in a bottle? Remember, there were conversations like, should the Niners be interested? It's like, thank Jesus, brought him back the other day though. Who? Saints, Derek. Yeah, I just, I I didn't think his career. I thought most careers end pretty shitty. I thought last year was more of an outlier season. He would just be more solid. Like him and Jimmy are just, they're the two highest paid quarterbacks in the free agent market by a mile. And Jesus, I mean, Jimmy is benched and Derek's people think he should be. Uh, Super chat from Jonas who gave us 10 ruples or whatever. Purdy is number two in the league in air yards per completion, 6.9. Stroud is number one. This stat is higher than any season of Mahomes, Allen, or Herbert. Dak is 6.4, and he throws shorter than Purdy. See, I think stuff like this hurts Purdy's MVP argument. Like, when you say Purdy has the stat that's better than Dak, like, okay. When you say Purdy has the stat that's better than Mahomes ever did, people are like, all right, well, then clearly that can't be the stat that I use, right? I think it's kind of counterintuitive, but I don't think you change people's minds when the stat is like something Mahomes never did or Steve Young, you know, that's a bad example. I shouldn't go to Steve Young. Uh, do you agree with that or not? Yeah. I mean, you're not convincing a soul that like he's a better player than those guys. Now, if you're making the argument that like on this individual season that he deserves his flowers and be in the NBA, like I get that. Like w- what Josh Allen had to do the other day was pretty remarkable. If you watch him on the right day, you're like, is this the most talented quarterback I've ever seen? I think that a lot when I watch Josh Allen. He also right. does stupid shit, but he listen, Herbert, I think you could make a people would argue, right? Is he a little overrated? And then listen, is he did he get anointed really quick for sure? The other two guys, I'd say it's pretty unassailable. It's it's hard to argue if you just 
been watching football a little while, like what those two guys have in the bag. It's, it's like Pedro and Roger Clemens just had more in the bag than 99% of all the other all-stars. Right. So it's like, yeah, Brock can be really good. Like Drew, if, if he is the next Drew Brees, like Drew Brees was never Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like the fucking Saints, you win a Super Bowl. You, hell, if you got caught, you could win a couple. Whole he thing. does have, he, he does have things that he's never going to be able to be Ben Roethlisberger in his prime. And that's why people will be hesitant to truly annoy. Like ultimately why Steph is so great, right? It's not, you're not dunking over guy. He's just, he shoots threes. So it's like, if Purdy's the most accurate quarterback of all time or one of them, then he's going to be awesome. But he's got to maintain that. Like he can never, like he, he wouldn't afford, uh, afford to be like a low completion percentage guy. Like on a given year, it'd look probably not great. Right. Uh, knees 10 bucks on the super chat. Can we talk about Lamar? He's a dynamic player, but has less playoff wins in his entire career than Brock had last year. I believe the Ravens are a legitimate Super Bowl contender when we see them there. Uh, do you view Lamar like he can't win in the playoffs or just that he hasn't won in the playoffs? It's a big year for him. I, I think they got to rattle off some wins. I think this is a massive year for him because if they're the one seed, that means he's hosting the AFC championship game. Yeah. He'd ha- he'd have to win the second round. Anything less than a second round win would be devastating to the legacy. And how would they not be favored against anybody at home if they were the one seed and they just won, right? Against Kansas City or probably yep. Kansas City. Yeah, I mean cuz Kansas you're not Kansas City I mean they may win four in a row finishing out the season, but it's going to be too late for them to be more of a favorite than Baltimore, I think, in the AFC. Unless I, Baltimore loses multiple games, but then they're not going to be the one seed. Obviously, we get to see it here in a couple of weeks, but if if you tell me that the Ravens are in the Super Bowl, I think the way the AFC is, right, just how ugly it is in terms of the weather, they're going to feel like a tough fucking out. Right, if they beat Cleveland in the second round and just a heavyweight fight where people are just throwing blows, guys are getting KO'd, and then they take out Mahomes and just physically overwhelm them. I think you're going to look like you're, you're stepping in the ring with a heavyweight fighter. Cause I, I watched the Rams game. I know they gave up a lot of points. They were hitting Stafford so hard. Like the, the level in which they hit there's a violence. I think the Niners have seen it right twice or excuse me, once and they're going to see it again with the Ravens. That Cleveland game was, that's a physical team. <laughs> that's probably the most physical team with the Niners right there. And the Cowboys play like that, except when they play the Niners, at least this year. I think that Ravens team, which is fun, like we don't get to see that many football games. Like the Eagles weren't physical enough. I do think the Ravens, their mindset, that's the type of football I want to see. We're just at any moment. You're like, when a guy's on the ground a little too long, you're like, I hope he gets up. Hope Greenlaw's okay, right? Or I hope Debo's okay. Like those, it's no different than their players. Like you, hope Odell gets up here. (laughs) Fucking Ward just crushed him. Lenore flew, like it's just, that that game's going to be, I think that thing's going to be a war zone. I give the Rams more credit for that game than I do discredit the Ravens for that game. I agree. Rams showed up ready to roll. You know who's in really hard in the rain? Puka is just a tough. No how many gloves. like Kyle Shanahan? How about that? Is it Wade Boggs? How many Shanahan guys look at Puka and God damn, I loved him. You know, it's probably the same thing with Purdy. Like, I knew, I, I, I wish I could have talked. I said the fourth round, he's like, fucking wait. And I'm like, you're never going to be there. And they wouldn't listen to me. They never listened to me. There's, 
I know all these guys think, because you know they've said it about Purdy. It's like, I knew I loved Purdy. No one fucking thought I was crazy. I said he's going to be a player. I'll tell you, these guys, there's so many of them now, and they like the Kerwin same Kerwin Williams, the like, running back for If the I was Rams. one of them, I would not talk to the other guys before the draft, like at all, for months. Well, that's why Kyle does not send the guys, because he knows they're all friends. So how, how could you possibly, if you're Slowick, Kubiak, and LaFleur's brother, not the head coach, and you're like, hey, let's go. We don't have any interviews for a couple hours. Let's go grab a couple beers. Well, what the fuck are you going to talk about? Right? Your wives? Or are you talking about like, God damn, we love this guy. It's like, oh shit, we do too. It's just, it'd be impossible not to. Honestly, it's, are all these guys kind of texting? Because, you know, a lot of them are not the decision maker. That's why you hire Greasy. Yeah, that's true. He likes Purdy and he doesn't tell anybody. Think dad. how much time all these guys at different points in their career have sat in the same little office next to each other and talked about everything in their life for everything. six, three months. But 99% just football tape. Yeah, football stuff. Hate this guy. Love this guy. This guy sucks. I, I told Kyle a long time ago. I told the floor this is not a good player. I, I knew his footwork wouldn't work. I knew this guy's footwork would translate. It's like how Greg Papa, when we first met him, just talked about players like he was Al Davis. That's where you learn like everything. Yeah, it's where you where you learn football. Uh, what else we got here? Um, NorCal Kevin five bucks to say, John, why does Colin revere Greg Cosell's analysis but continue to ignore Greg about why Greg thinks Purdy is amazing? Is that happening? Colin described. He said, "Forever, I've said Purdy's good, and if you ever refer to anything like the restaurant's good, or you know." she was a good girlfriend or whatever. It just means like it's solid, but it's, it obviously is not like some ringing endorsement. Even he said after the last game that he had to change his tune. Like I, I could, I, I think I have to add a very good. <laughs> like it's even if you are hesitant, right. If you don't have a horse in the race and you watch a lot of Niners, but you're not like obsessed with watching every snap they play against even random teams. I could see like, is this, is this really happening? Cause we've seen a lot of these in the history of the league. I mean, not this specific, but you know, just quote unquote, because I think it'd be easy to justify in your head, but you're like, well, this isn't really a flash in the pan. He started 16, 17, 18 games now. So I think slowly everyone is just yeah. coming. And that's where Trent it's was not, talking. It's not flash in the pan, but it's also 20 games is not a lot of games. No, I don't. It's So, you know, I, I, my, my opinion on this, I told you this the other day, is just if people want to keep debating it, that's fine. Like, I don't think it's crazy to debate player X after 18 games. There's, I, there's not a lot of guys that can play 18 games and just no one debates it anymore. And you would just, the if would you pay him right now? Would you give him Patrick? No! Right now. <laughs> so like, then it's a debate. If he was up for a contract right now, right now, would you give him, would you make him the highest paid quarterback in the league? If the answer is no, then there's a debate. That's all. Would you give him right now $150 million, five years, fully guaranteed, 30 a year today if you could? Um, well, the Dodgers have taught me, John, you pay later. You don't pay now. I saw, I don't know if it was Passon or one of those guys. No, it was a business guy that said, like the NFL, you do have to fully fund it during yeah. the, so you can't just like. So I think it's $44 million and w- knowing that it will become, that 44 becomes will become 63 or whatever. I've, I've seen multiple people argue the Giants have to be so mad because they would have loved to do something. This is well, like Farhan I mean, just said they had the same deal, on, basically the same deal on the table for him. So it must have been Shohei's idea. His agents must have said this is the deal, right? 
who's willing to give us this deal. And then he said, like they said, we'll match. We'll do that deal. Too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a match or they said, we'll do it first, whatever. But he just said it was in Shohei's hands then to pick a team. I've seen some of the CPA level guys that say, even if you do the deferrals, it's taxed like you would be if you were playing. So you can't just all of a sudden move to Costa Rica or Florida. And I've seen other people say that's not true. So I don't know on that. I did read that California state income tax is going to 14.4 in 24. And if you just based it, obviously your tax, like, you know, it's different when he plays the Diamondbacks than when he plays Colorado than when he plays the Giants. But if you just do it California wise, I mean, you'd be talking like a hundred million dollars. He would save if he, if he is able. Japan. Well, that's what, yeah. If he's able to do the Japan, Florida thing, just the no but state income tax is, is would be over hundred different than going to Florida. I don't, I don't know the Japan tax rates. Also, he better retire in 10 years. Or you just a couple of the years, you just take the hit on whatever. Yeah. Like, let's say the 10 years expires. He signs a free agent contract in Texas or Florida, goes to Florida, finishes career four year deal with the Marlins. Right. Double dips. I, yeah. I mean, I like a college football coach. Listen, people can talk shit all they want about the Dodgers not winning World Series, and it's true. I listen, you've been dialed into baseball longer than me, but it's pretty clear. Like, the the Billy Bean quote is has some validity to it. Baseball playoffs, like hockey playoffs, are a little different, I would say, than the NFL and the NBA. I think it's actually uh, my. I think a lot of people think it's a bad thing for baseball that you know Otani's not on the Blue Jays or something. I think it's a good thing because, like, did the Angels rate with Otani on the Angels? Did did it make a difference? You put Otani on the Dodgers, you just create like a villain for everybody else to root against. And I think that's more powerful than like sticking Otani on the angels and then being like, what the angels are on Fox. I hope everyone watches. That's not going to, that's not going to do anything. I, I agree with that, but I find them extremely fat. Like they are. Oh yeah. For, for relative to the giants, it's not even arguable. They're running circles around the giants. I mean, they've added Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman and Shohei Otani in the last, what? 30 months. That's, that's got to be one of the great stretches in baseball history of talent addition. I don't even feel like when George was really in his heyday, like when we were junior high, high school, I don't think the Yankees were quite even on this level. These guys were better like Jason Giambi, right? In terms of athleticism, MVP. Yeah. The Yankees yeah. had a little moment maybe, but even the, the Red Sox, they got a little lucky with Ortiz. Adding Manny was big time, but... I guess the, the Yankees had a pretty good stretch. Adding Alex Rodriguez, Jason. Like they, they, this feels a little bit like that. But like feels like these guys are going to have a little more, if it was basketball, like kind of fits a little bit better than like A-Rod and Giambi. <laughs> like the Yankees right now. Just like, yeah, it doesn't really. Even adding Soto, everyone's like, whoa, Soto. Like you, you, the hitting has not been your, I mean, technically it kind of has been, but like, don't uh, you guys have other John issues? Carlo plays like half a season. So it, it, when you, <laughs> I watch a lot of the Yankees, John, their lineups have been like, yeah like oh my what is this because you know two years ago what's his name danny ainge who's the the dj lemayhew danny was a tall second baseman too uh dj lemayhew had like led the league in hitting two years ago like he he came back to who he is last year so but isn't i have to look at their lineup but isn't it probably going to be like mookie otani freddie freeman like one two three in some order mookie one and then one of those two two and three like is that It's got to be one of the better one, two, threes. It's like Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper. You're watching the playoffs against Philly. You're like, God, if they just pitch decent, this is going to be 
Sometimes your bats go cold like it did in game seven for the Phillies. I think you're going to like your chances. You will, but that's still what makes this great, right? Like if that was a basketball team, it'd just be like the the 70, like, oh, Warriors, like it's not, these games aren't even worth watching. Baseball has shown us repeatedly it just doesn't work that way. Now they're going to win a ton of games in the regular season, right? But they have been doing that. But they have been doing that. So I actually think it makes it pretty interesting. They're going to have games where they score like 15 runs if all those guys are healthy. Yeah. The run differential is going to be off the charts. Oh my God. And I think it's good for baseball. Like just get one a a team that everyone needs to watch, you know, just have that at least. He couldn't. Here's the thing. Even if he was interested in the giants, I don't truly believe he was. He can't trust they're good enough. Like it's, their brand is way bigger than the Angels, but what if they're just not good for a couple of years? He'd kind of be in a similar situation of just not being on a good team. He does guarantee himself right now being on a good team. Like a playoff lock. A playoff lock. Right. That's the one thing you can say in baseball. They, they might get swept in the first round. They're a playoff lock. Yeah. And I, I see... It feels inevitable they're going to win a World Series sooner or later, right? A real one, not the fake one. Would think. I mean, the Braves went like ten years and they only won one, but they did win the one. You just you have enough bites of the apple. Eventually, you get it. He's re he's a rehabbing player, but right. But can he play? Can he hit? Yeah, yeah. Because Harper had it and he could hit. Yep. I wouldn't discount the Phillies. I, I think the Phillies. I think they're fucking good. Just in because ter- you, you got to have. One thing the Yankees like, and listen, I I watched them two years ago a lot. It's like every guy looks the same, and they can't run. It's just it doesn't. Soto's not like some big time athlete, is he? Not a he's a better athlete than Stanton now. Yeah, but not as good as athlete as Joe. Had a really good year last year though. He had twenty seven home runs. I know, but he. I mean, twenty seven is the new thirty five. I hate that. He had a good year. I, I know he's an elite player, but my point is. I just feel like, I mean, Mookie Betts can like steal all three bases like he's Ricky Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's... Otani's like one of the great athletes I've ever seen play Major League Baseball. Their athleticism is elite. That's like what the Yankees used to have when we were young. It was like they, they could move. Their guys Orioles, could are, run. Or, Orioles are a good watch. I'll put the... Orioles are on the watch list. They just have sweet dudes. Dodgers have pitchers? Uh, Dusty May, is he still around? I watched him pitch in spring training. He got shelled by like uh, double airs. Uh, Chargers Raiders coming up on Thursday night, John, in Vegas. In Vegas. Both teams five and eight. A lot of skull was going on there. We have two Saturday games this week in the NFL Vikings, Bengals, and Steelers, Colts. Just FYI. Did you know that's the lowest scoring game in the history of a dome? <laughs> it's the only three nothing no, game in the history of I a dome. I saw it was. The longest, the second longest a game went 0-0 since like 1940-something. When they kicked the field goal, like a couple minutes left. Two minutes left in the game. The lowest scoring game in a dome ever. He named Mullins the starter I saw before we hopped on on the headline. Who did? Well, you know, he benched Dobbs for Nick Mullins in the game. Oh, uh, Vikings. Got it, yep. Yeah, and Nick Mullins is going to start again this week. which Against the Bengals. On Saturday. Is, is that a good look for Kyle? That Nick is still kind of going strong and playing for a real team? Sure. Yeah. All these guys do that, though. Like, everyone's yeah. like, Beathard stinks. Beathard's in the league. Yeah, got in when Trevor looked like he shattered his leg. Historically, back- Kyle's got a good track record of identifying backup quarterbacks. Great at it, actually. Yeah. 
That to me is what I would do. Not a championship like, skill, but if I was like Andy or someone not one of Kyle's guys, I'd be like, hey, can we find out who their favorite quarterbacks are in like the fifth, sixth, seventh round? Right. Or actually the guy Kyle would draft in the third round. Cause it turns out that guy shouldn't go in the third round, but he's going to be in the league for a decade. And we'll just draft that guy. Ultimately they won't take him. We'll take him in the sixth and that will be our backup quarterback. The many do it this year. 49ers post Darnold. I wonder, I can see, are we sure Darnold wouldn't just come back? Like what's, how's his market value change? Uh, I, I forgot. There's one other Saturday game this week. Broncos at lions. Good game. They're the night game Saturday night. Yeah. Well, there's a four 30. There's a, there's a 10 AM, a one 30 and a five 15. You remember last year, this slate of games was the game that Minnesota was up 31 or not Minnesota, the Colts and Saturday were up like 31 to three. And the Minnesota Vikings came back and won like 38 to 35 against Jeff. Sat- it's like the biggest comeback in NFL. Oh, yes. Remember that Saturday game? Do I, I do remember that. I was watching Jeff Saturday the other day thinking about it. I just, it was on TV with Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Sometimes I look up at the gym and I see Jeff Saturday and I have to think if you're him, like all you motherfuckers were talking so much shit last year. Like the guy offered me the job. Was I supposed to say, no, I'll just keep on NFL live with all you idiots. Part of the perception, right, was that he kind of like angled for it. I don't know if that's true or not, but I wasn't that, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that part of the perception? Yeah, he was calling him while they were struggling throughout the weeks, giving him advice. Yeah, it was a lot going on, but a lot going on with that owner. But yeah. you watch, how in the next couple of years is Greasy not going to get some, could Brian Greasy get an interview this year? To be a head coach? My first answer was going to be no, but guys have skipped coordinator before. Andy Reid wasn't a coordinator when he got the Eagles job. But how long had he been an assistant coach with like legit offenses? Yeah, I mean a while, but he wasn't the play caller. Feels kind of crazy, but maybe. I think if he did, you know, the Stephen A's of the world will freak out. And I was thinking, because I was thinking about it today. Wouldn't Brian Greasy go, yeah, while well, these fucking grunts were picking up coffee and cutting film, I was playing in the NFL in my 20s. Now, I went to TV after, but like my however many years I played in the league, which wasn't five, I don't know if it was 15, but I I, I think it was double-digit years. Like, I guess that doesn't 12, count. right? That, that doesn't count for all like the guy that was a quarterback coach forever. What the fuck's the difference? I think – I do good. think there would be – let's just hypothetically say Brian Greasy get, became a head coach this year. Yeah. I think there would be a lot of outrage. Yeah. I mean, I also wonder, like, it would you would need, you know, in the meeting, like, it turns out he was the guy that loved Purdy. You need Kyle to be like, I'm telling you, this guy can manage this guy can manage a team. Um, But he literally is the guy that loved I, Purdy, right? Yeah, I know. Well I would and, – and he is the quarterback coach. Yeah. So you could argue, well, he's not going to be your play caller. But – if you lose your OC, it's okay. Like he can still kind of manage the situation. I don't think maybe you would call plays. I wonder if, well, you're just never going to be the play caller as long as you're Kyle's assistant. So we won't know if you can call plays till you go off and do it yourself. Maybe it's more likely with all these guys getting jobs that he becomes an offensive coordinator. Assuming he wants like, why maybe he's like, I kind of like my gig. Yeah. Calling plays seems to be like the thing that's fun though. 
Yeah, it's hard. Like, but where do you go to do it? All the Kyle guys are the ones that call plays. So you got to go with like D'Amico, right? That type yeah. of guy is where Steve Wilkes, like if Steve Wilkes goes somewhere, right? Then you, maybe that's how it works. I don't know. I think he's getting interviews this off, whether it's coordinator or whether it's head coach, he's going to, it's just how the, they're having too much. This quarterback is too big of a revelation, right? Who else are you? I mean, it's just, if you and I owned a team and we're like, who do we want to talk to? Whether it's a coordinator, wouldn't be like, well, look at fucking who's on the 49ers staff on offense beside Kyle. And obviously you're like, Brian Greasy, shouldn't we talk to him? Frank Reich was a former coach that coached a couple years and just became a head coach. Former player. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Former quarterback, you know, Jason Garrett's like, there is a long line of guys that were just, both guys were, you know, they weren't jokes. I think you could justify it pretty quickly. The family lifer. That'd be my prediction right now. He gets, more likely, history would say coordinator gig, but it wouldn't totally stun me if there are nine openings if Greasy gets an interview. And sometimes you get one interview, it's like, fuck, might as well talk to him too if this team's talking to him. What, do they know something we don't? Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking throughout the league right now. Uh, Schefter said seven to ten. Seven to ten head coaching jobs? Yeah. That's a lot. There, I think there's a lot of you know, swings, right? If Tampa were to make the playoffs, Bulls okay. If the Saints make the playoffs, Dennis Allen's okay. If both of them miss, see ya, see ya. Belichick, like, could a huge wild card be Tomlin? The Chargers, the Raiders are already open. We already have some openings. Washington's right. going to open. Who am I missing? Are the uh, You said Washington, Chicago... Chicago, Orleans, not Atlanta, oh, Tampa. You said Tampa, Carolina. Did you say Carolina? Carolina's Tampa. open. Uh, Jets. I don't think they would because Aaron's coming back, but probably not. Pete, you never know. What if they lose out? I don't even yeah. know who owns the team really, but the daughters, Pittsburgh. They are to me a wild card. First time make- in NFL. You know, it's first time in NFL history that a team had lost back-to-back games to teams that were both eight or more games under 500. I, I just don't think you can lose those two games. They were both two and 10 coming into the game. And just everything's just, hey, he's still our guy. Like that's, it's one thing you lose the Browns in a dog fight or the Dolphins or just other good teams. And you just lose a couple games. It's like, oh, we're fighting for our lives. You lose to the Patriots and the Cardinals who have a combined four wins and 20 losses coming into the game. Like that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. I'd say the Patriots specifically too. Like they, they were kind of a laughing stock. You also invested a first rounder in a quarterback who's not a he's not the guy. Your OC situation, you guy, you picked him. You had to fire him halfway through the season, right? Like if you're the to me, those are like coordinator hires are things that if I were an owner would make me judge a coach pretty harshly. Yeah, Buffalo's another team. I, I think that if Tomlin were to get let go, I, I think the Chargers have to be in the business of hiring a guy that you know knows what he's doing. Like, you can't afford Ben Johnson. Yeah, Ben Johnson might be Kyle or Ben Johnson. Oh, right. after. I think my, if Mike Tomlin was available, he's proven with a good quarterback. Like, he knows how to run it. 
and his defenses are good. He'd have to get a good coordinator. But how easy would that be? When he when he had Ben, they were all when Ben was young, like they were just good forever with multiple coordinators. I think yeah. I, mean, I would hire Mike Tomlin in a heartbeat if I had a quarterback who was good. Would you hire Pete? No. Would you hire is there anybody else out there like that right now? Like if Sean McDermott was fired, would he immediately get another job like Frank yeah. Wright? Yeah. You think so? I do. Like to me, Sean McDermott in Carolina, although you probably want to hire an offensive coach there. But may not be a good personality fit. Like I, I have a hard time seeing like would Belichick come to the West Coast? <clears throat> it's weird. Like football coaches don't care. It's like ah, he's been in one place so long. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think he would. But what, but I mean, you'd rather go to Washington, maybe. I could also see if you're Washington, like would you just give him like four years, eighty million? The thing, if you're Bill, it's like how long? How much longer do you want to do this? And do you want to like rebuild it for the next two years? Unless you just get a draft pick, but Washington's not bad enough to be. I mean, well, they'll draft in the top 10, probably. Building the Chargers would make them awfully interesting. Not their MO, but it would be. To pay. Not their MO at all. Tomlin the same. Tomlin the same, yeah. I, I don't expect it. I'm just saying that. Tomlin might do TV instead, honestly. Just thinking about the way it reacted. I know it's SC, it's a college job, but the way he reacted. I don't know. He might be able to justify like, okay, I'll take a year off. I will have so much hype next year. I'll be like the Sean Payton times five because of how sweet I'll be on TV. Like I watched Sean Payton on TV. He wasn't that good. Yeah. Sean Payton's actually better as a coach talking than he is on TV. If he's watched Sean Payton, like he's just liable to say. Well, that's why when he said what he said about uh, what's his name? The Jets OC. It was like his best take (laughs) of his post Saints career. Yeah, someone was like, where was that with all those Fox hits? I know. So You watch him, he's like super tight on TV. You watch him as a coach, like, fuck this guy. This guy's a loser. This guy, Russell's got to pick his shit up. It's like, Sean, that, that version is what you want. I know. Uh, all right. On that note, Later. anything else? No. Uh, if you're here on the video, like it. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it. And if you're with the pod, thank you for that as well. We'll talk to you all later. See you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.